At the recent RSA gathering in San Francisco, one of the keynoters rhetorically asked, what are the top three concerns being addressed at the IT security conference? And he answered, cloud computing, cloud computing, cloud computing. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. No one in the federal government probably knows more about secure cloud computing than our guest, Peter Mao, who is a senior computer scientist and cloud computing and security project lead at NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Mel also serves as vice chairman of the Interagency Cloud Computing Advisory Council. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Eric. It's a pleasure to be here. To start, briefly tell us about the Cloud Computing Advisory Council. Certainly. A year ago, Mr. Kundra, when he first came into his position, got all the agency CIOs together and said, let's do cloud computing, let's move the government forward, with the intention to recreate benefits, not just to do cloud, but to achieve that cost savings, the transparent government, power savings, probably the most importantly, increased IT agility. He got the ball rolling with the agency CIOs, and then over the last year has developed sort of a cloud org chart of different groups doing uh, different aspects of cloud computing. There's an executive steering committee composed of the top-level agency CIOs, and under that is the Cloud Computing Advisory Council, of which I'm the vice chair. And I sort of view the council as senior technical people trying to get cloud done in the government and discussions therein. Under that council, there is a security working group that I chair, which is tasked with really resolving any of the security hurdles that the federal cloud initiative may be facing. And so hopefully today, Eric, we can talk about what is that primary hurdle we've identified and, and what we're moving forward uh, to in, in solving that issue. Okay, let's do it. What is the primary hurdle and how are you resolving it? Sure. So the, the Federal Cloud Initiative has identified the primary hurdle in security and government adoption of cloud computing is this idea that we have a lack of government-wide authorization capabilities. And so we're looking at... How do we best perform security authorization and continuous monitoring for large outsourced and multi-agency systems? So our scope is actually slightly broader than cloud, but, but cloud is really the initial focus of what we're doing. When we see that government is increasing its use of these large shared outsourced systems, there's technical drivers from service orientation, Web 2.0, virtualization, and cloud computing. There's cost savings drivers from data center and application consolidation. And so we see the industry and the government moving in this direction. And so then the question arises, how do we do security authorization and how do we monitor these solutions? And we've realized that if agencies continue with the current approach, which is to independently perform risk management, that there are problems and inefficiencies, technical problems and then cost inefficiencies. So we would like to propose a, a better way to do that. Have you come up with or have any ideas surfaced about how to do it? Yes, we came up with a, a process for doing government-wide authorization for these systems last October, and we've been vetting it and refining it within government. And today, we have a proposal. It's more than just a sort of a PowerPoint proposal. This is a program that has been designed and vetted and worked out, and we have players, and we are ready to do something. We are ready to go. Uh, at this point, 
we are vetting this proposal within government to make sure that, that we've portrayed it correctly, that we focused it correctly, because what we're proposing here is to be optionally used by government agencies, and uh, we want to make sure that they're going to want to use it. So that's the purpose of spending a few weeks to get the word out to the government and to explain what we're doing, to get feedback, and then to uh, open the floodgates of the dam and get things moving. Can you just summarize some of the points? Currently, with each federal agency independently doing risk management with these large outsourced systems and cloud computing, you've got duplication of effort, but you've got incompatible policies being levied because FISMA is all about a framework by which agencies communicate or, or enforce their policies on a system. So you get 40 agencies together enforcing their policies on a single system, and the intersection of those policies is likely not tractable. Likely they will disagree on the finer points of, of server configuration, for example, and it just won't be possible. And that is, that is a source of great frustration for cloud vendors. It also means that acquisition is very slow, there's lengthy compliance processes, and then there's inconsistent application of these government-wide security programs. So to solve that, and I think this is common sense, I don't think we're doing anything unexpected or unusual here, but it is certainly new that the proposed solution is FedRAMP, the Federal Risk and Authorization Management Program. The idea is to create a government-wide risk management program that is to be optionally used by the agencies. It provides joint authorization services and continuous monitoring services, and again, I'll stress that it's optional. So what would happen is FedRAMP would perform assessment and authorization of these very large systems, these government-wide authorizations then can be optionally leveraged by agencies so that they can adopt those services with a minimum of additional security effort required. FedRAMP would perform security based on a agreed-upon government-wide security baseline that agencies can leverage, and so that's what I mean by most of the work will be done because that, that baseline will have been assessed and authorized. Now, agencies do have unique missions and risk uh, tolerances, security needs, and so agencies, you know, are always welcome to do incremental additional security testing, require additional controls to be security controls to be implemented, and so forth. But again, the idea is to complete the bulk of the work for the agencies, do it once, do it well, and thereby reduce an enormous amount of duplication of effort, enable rapid acquisition by federal agencies, eliminate that concern of security requirements not being compatible, you know, when multiple agencies levied them on a particular resource pool uh, cloud system, uh, and then lastly, ensure consistent application of federal government-wide security programs, the Trust Internet Connection Program, or there's ICANN, there's Einstein, and the list goes on. You're saying this is going to be a voluntary program? That's correct. Is that because of perhaps uniqueness that different agencies would have, or is there another reason for it? It's voluntary because we do not want to take away the innate authority and responsibility of each agency to secure their systems. What we want to do is reduce duplication of effort, reduce cost, increase security, and we believe that we can do that through this unified risk management program called FedRAMP. And the agencies, by leveraging FedRAMP authorizations, will save a lot of money, enable rapid acquisition, but they're still in control. They get to choose whether or not they leverage it. They get to choose if they're going to do additional security work or what additional security work they're going to do to ensure that the systems meet the security needs of their agency.
And if I understand, the need for this is so that the private vendors who will be providing a lot of the services to the government would not have to come up with all these different plans. They could sort of have a set standard of security measures in place. From a vendor perspective, an advantage of this program is that they primarily work with one security assessment and authorization body or run one risk management program, and they don't have to independently meet all the security requirements of the many, many different agencies. That is an advantage from a vendor perspective, yes. Who would be responsible? Who would oversee FedRAMP? The idea is to have FedRAMP be a distributed interagency capability. So I believe if there was any one agency or person controlling everything, that there would be there would be too much power, too much authority concentrated in one hand, and we wouldn't have a good separation of duties, and we wouldn't have great accountability. The structure that we have proposed is for FedRAMP to be divided into three major components. The three components are security requirement authorities, the FedRAMP office, and the joint authorization board. Security requirement authorities are interagency working groups that come up with government-wide security baselines for specific domains. So that's where we get the interagency developed and approved requirements. That's where we get transparency throughout government and transparency to the vendors. What is the government as a whole? What does the government want as far as security in a particular domain? I'll talk about the Joint Authorization Board. The idea here is this will be a small group of authorizing officials from a small number of agencies that jointly perform the authorizations that are to be leveraged government-wide. They're the ones responsible for doing the ongoing determination of risk and sign off on the risk acceptance statement for use of the system. So that joint authorization board is accepting risk on behalf of the government, but I want to point out that when agencies choose to leverage that authorization, they are also then accepting that risk too. So the the responsibility of security is never completely taken away from the agencies, but we're providing services to enable them to reduce their need to do duplicative security work and to leverage the work that's already been done government-wide. Lastly, the FedRAMP office. The FedRAMP office does program management for FedRAMP, which involves receiving proposed authorization packages from vendors and their sponsoring agencies, managing a public list of authorized systems, distributing authorization logos to the vendors so when they sell to the government, they can communicate that, yes, they have a government-wide authorization that can optionally be leveraged. And then the other half of the FedRAMP office is doing that deep technical security review analyzing the authorization packages, basically doing security measurement, determining what is that residual risk still posed by a system, and then providing oversight on continuous monitoring. Those are the three bodies, again, and they work independently but collaboratively in order to distribute the security responsibility and authority and provide sort of checks and balances and akin to, you know, how our federal government operates. Would there need to be any kind of authorization? Would there need to be any kind of legislation or OMB action to get this working? That's an interesting question. So it turns out that all of this fits perfectly within existing law, OMB policy, and even NIST security guidance. What we did do is in the new NIST risk management framework, in particular the NIST Special Publication 800-37, we added an appendix, F.6. That appendix 
talks about this notion of joint authorization being performed by the Joint Authorization Board, and then this concept of leveraged authorization, where the agencies are leveraging the outcome of this joint authorization. We put the sort of foundational underpinnings of FedRAMP into the new NIST risk management framework. And, and by the way, FedRAMP is designed to follow that NIST risk management framework and focus a lot on that continuous monitoring aspect. Anything else you'd like to add about FedRAMP? So maybe I'll summarize the goals, point out this unified risk management process is about creating interagency agreed-upon security requirements, ensuring compatible security requirements on these shared systems, really eliminating that duplication of effort that we see in these very large, you know, outsourced and government-wide systems and associated cost savings and enabling that rapid acquisition that's possible by leveraging the pre-authorized solutions the better integration with government-wide security efforts, and this idea of increased security through having focused assessments, doing it once and doing it extremely well, but having distributed responsibility. So having a different group produce the security requirements, a different group doing the technical analysis, and a different group doing the final authorization. You know, we see this not just for outsourced systems, but also for government-wide systems. So like an agency that develops a system that they then decide they want to sell to the rest of the government, FedRAMP offers a, a real value factor there. And currently, the agency develops their own security requirements. They implement those requirements. They assess the system. Then they authorize their own system. And then they do the continuous monitoring. And then they want to sell this to other federal agencies. They may show their authorization packages to customers. But there isn't a lot of independent accountability and oversight there. Whereas in the FedRAMP model, you have an independent group producing the security requirements that the agency implements. You have independent assessors performing assessments. You have an independent FedRAMP office doing the security measurement and oversight of the monitoring. And you have a separate group of authorizing officials who are completely independent of the system and unbiased performing the final risk acceptance and authorization. So we have much greater accountability and oversight and ultimately, I believe, in much better security and, and a greater ability for agencies to trust the output of the process. How long do you think it will take before all this could be in place? I am casting this as a proposal, but to be honest, we are ready to go. So far, the agency response has been very, very positive. The vendor response, especially in the cloud space, has been extremely positive. They are frustrated working with many agencies trying to implement different security requirements all in the same shared system. As soon as the federal executive saying go, we'll be ready in a, in a matter of weeks, I would believe, to talk publicly about the specifics in the submission process. I should say we're planning on doing a smaller scale pilot fast and authorized systems to exercise the machinery to make sure this all works as expected once a few systems have been authorized and expanded out to its ultimate full deployment. Having this in place should not be interpreted as widespread deployment of cloud computing in government. Is that correct? Well, that is true. So having this in place will enable the authorization of cloud systems, large cloud systems, that will enable rapid acquisition by the federal government. It won't mandate acquisition. It won't be acquisition. But it's an enabler for rapid acquisition and associated cost savings in, in doing the security compliance work. But there's still, I would gather, many challenges to see widespread use of cloud computing in government. 
We see this security compliance hurdle as one of the major barriers to government adoption. And should we solve the security problem, one of the largest, if not the largest, barrier will have been removed. I would expect to see agency uh, usage of these government-wide authorizations. Cloud computing on a widespread scale could be closer than many people realize once this goes into effect? I, I believe so. I thank you for taking time to chat, Peter. You're welcome. I've been speaking with Peter Mell, Senior Computer Scientist at the National Institute of Standards and Technology for GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.